Today's Wednesday. It's a win tickets Wednesday. Coming up later in the show, your chance to win Journey tickets. Journey will be out on the road next summer with the Pretenders on an extensive North American tour featuring all new production and hits from start to finish. Your chance to see them live is May 21st at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Time to talk jazz basketball with Tim Lacombe. You hear him on the pre-half and post-game shows. He joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Tim, good morning. Good morning. All that dental work in the back in the uh, in the background now fading fading over the horizon. You feeling good? Oh, oh yeah, man. It's like like it never happened, you know. You got the, you know, I got the best dental team in the world, so we, uh, we got it. We put an end to that swelling. Excellent. So I guess the question is, can the Jazz do the same thing with the losing streak against Denver tonight? Well, you know, I am, uh, I'm optimistic that they can. They played well at home, uh, but I'm telling you, you know, just like when you get hot and you figure you can't ever lose. You know, during that stretch, everything the Jazz did came up great. Um, when you're losing, it's kind of contagious, too. So you actually, I mean, it's really something when you, you have a streak, the longest streak of the year, you got to go break it. Um, I think there's only one way, really, to ensure that happens, and that's to uh, really devote tonight to the defensive end and try to get playing good over on that side again. Joe Ingles had his best ball when Conley was out and Conley's back. How do they go about making sure that Joe can still make the contributions that he's capable of making while still having Conley in there? You know, I think it's got to be a uh, – it's interesting because I think Joe, and, and he's shown this, uh, he's, he does, he's done his best when he has the ball in his hands. He's able to initiate, get a feel for things. Uh and he does a great job in the pick and roll. I mean, he might be, truth be told, he might be the best jazz player in the pick and roll. Um, so I think that it's got to be something that's worked out. You know, there's a, it's a great problem to have a bunch of guys that can initiate offense, a bunch of guys that can play in pick and roll. But I think, you know, the last four games, Joe's has not gotten out of single digits. And I think that he's really important to this team, particularly, you know, him being able to score the ball. So, Whatever you got to do to make sure he's a he's got a part in the the offense, um, and by part I mean being able to initiate, play out ball screens a little bit more. Um, then I think that's what you got to do. So when you watch teams with the center who can uh, shoot the twenty footer, if not the three pointer, it pulls Gobert a long way away from the hoop and cuts down on how much help he can provide. Can teams? going forward, pretty much turn the Jazz into an average or even below average defensive team if they have a center who can spread the floor and, and shoot from outside? I think that's one of the big issues um, you know, that we've seen. I think that Houston really just split, uh, spread the Jazz out, went small. Did a great job of, of really just emphasizing penetration and getting to the, to the paint. And I think every team, you know, San Antonio took a page out of it. Portland obviously doesn't need to. They've got those two great scores. And then, uh, um, you know, Denver the other night uh, was kind of a team effort. Jokic got them pretty good. Uh, I think that uh, I think that the Jazz, um, really, it's kind of a deal where they've got to 
they've just got to be able to find themselves on that side of the ball. Uh, they've got to put a priority on it. It's got to be something that is emphasized. And, uh, but I think it's something they can do. It's just this is the new look. This is the new wrinkle that teams have chosen. And so you've got to be better on-ball defender. And if you're in the proximity as another guard, you've got to really shrink the floor but still get hit to shooters. So it's way more difficult when Rudy's pulled away from the hoop. There's no question. So you think that's what it boils down to, is the Jazz have just allowed guys to get hot and get comfortable, and it's a matter of cleaning that up and they'll be fine? I, I mean, I don't, I mean, there's obviously a root cause, too. I, I don't think it's just, you know, flipping a switch. Uh, I think you guys hit on a key component that teams are attacking them a little bit differently with isolation, pulling Rudy away from the hoop where possible. Um, I think the other thing is, and, and I can actually – you know, I was a part of some teams that really offensively, came, offense came really easy to, comes easy to the Jazz. They they have a group of guys who can all score. And I think sometimes you get, you know, complacent on the on the defensive end because you just think, hey, we're going to go out and score. And, uh, and then bad habits form. And as you guys know, defense is about all five guys being in the right spot and making the play that needs to be made. And if one guy breaks the chain, then, you know, defense kind of breaks with it. So it's a matter of uh, it's a matter of everybody making it really, really important. But in terms of do they have the athletes, do they have the guys to guard? I think they do. Um, I don't think this is necessarily a, a situation where they don't have personnel to do it. I think it's more uh, just making it the most important thing. So if, kind of reading between the lines on what you said, if the biggest problem in this streak is that the offense was coming easy, they were beating a lot of teams, they won 19 out of 21, and they, they lost their edge, for lack of a better term, they got a little fat and happy, that would almost be the best case scenario. I mean, it sounds terrible, right? That you're overconfident. That sounds horrible. But if you want to fix it, then you just got to get that edge back that you had three weeks ago or five weeks ago or whatever. So in a way, that would kind of be, of all the possible options, that would be the best option because it's fixable. Yeah, it's uh, it's fixable. Again, the, the one thing that's always interesting is you're dealing with the human element. So, um, you know, it's not like you can just go reprogram the, uh, the software and have it perform differently. This is, you know, something where every guy has to, put the same amount of priority on it. Uh, you know, we had plenty of possessions over my coaching career that, you know, we guarded something near perfectly and one breakdown, either somebody gets beat off the bounce, which requires help, or, you know, when somebody does get beat off the bounce and someone attacks penetration, you know, our rotation to the shooter's slow. I mean, so it has to be something that everybody's bought into all the time if defense is going to be, you know, great. And the one thing I think we can all take some solace in, I think nobody was more frustrated after the last trip than Quinn because it's that's just not how he set this thing up. This is the Jazz team's built, you know, this team's going to be a team that typically is going to guard you really well, and then they're going to be great and efficiently uh, great on the offensive end. And I think they just lost their way a little bit. I think fatigue may have something to do with it, being on the road that much, um, you know, that many games in a row. So I think that there's there's all sorts of things, but the bottom line is, barring any future moves, this is the team you have, and you've got to make the most of it. 
What do you think Houston getting rid of Capella and it looks like they're going to go small? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think that we all know what they look like in the playoffs. They're a beast. Um, you know, the, the regular season is almost for them just a condition. And then they're going to they're gonna get their team right and ready for the playoffs, and they, they always play pretty well. Um, but it's interesting that after that jazz, I mean, they're in a, in a sense, you know, Capella's a guy who can't step back and shoot anything. You know, teams can sag and help. So they just said, heck with it, we're going to go small, and we're just going to play to our strength. And I think that makes them really difficult, you know, a little even more difficult to guard. Okay, can the Jazz take a page out of that book, and can they play Bogdanovich, Ingles, uh, and when Rudy sits down and go with five, and this requires Bogdanovich or Ingles maybe to guard someone who's huge, uh, but go with five shooters themselves? I mean, I think in theory you could do that. Um, you know, again, that's the big question is at that point it becomes matchups and who can handle who, but, you know, the one trend in the NBA, there's a lot of teams that are playing small and stretches, and so I don't know that it's a bad idea to kind of have a, a lineup that maybe somebody else has to counter to. Um, those are all the things that you, you know, you, you sit back and think about. And the coaching staff, Quinn, you know, those guys have the access to be able to do all that stuff. They'll, if that looks to be a good option, they'll do it. I'll promise you because they want to win and they'll pull any string they, you know, any lever they can to to win. I'll do a couple college questions at you. How fun is it for you to watch T.J. Halls rise up and hit that game winner against St. Mary's? Oh, man, it was so great. I was doing the Jazz game that night. Um, but uh, I, it was just an amazing, you know, I was able to watch that. Uh, kind of had both TVs going on in the studio there up in the, the waiting room. And I had no doubt when I saw the, uh, the defender go under the screen. I mean, that's something... I remember back to eighth grade, I think, when we were recruiting TJ and they came to our team camp. And there was a play similar to that. Kid went under the screen and TJ just buried eighth grader playing with the varsity just came out and buried one. Uh, that, that kid has made more game winners if you go back through his career. Um, the AAU level, high school level, made a half-court shot, I think, in the West, the uh, Great West shootout one year in Orem. Um, obviously, the big game, get a big shot against Houston this year. Uh, and then he makes that one. That one's so sweet for him, too, because, uh, you know, St. Mary's has been such a great opponent, and we've had so many good battles with them. And so that, that was awesome to see. But BYU is just playing on a great level right now. They're playing with a ton of confidence. And, yeah, I'm telling you, it's really fun to sit back and watch what, uh, what they're doing and appreciate what they're doing. And, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff has been, you know, sensational they really have for everything they've dealt with to be able to get the team to perform like this says a lot and all those things are positive and they're 17 and 7 and they've got a bunch of games in front of them it looks like they ought to win they do have that big Gonzaga game on February 22nd but they've given up 83 80 and 79 points in the last three games is that a little bit of a red flag to you or no um you know maybe a little bit but I just love their winning spirit. You know, they've had so many opportunities this season to, um, you know, go out and challenge themselves. And they've lost some tough ones, right? They've lost uh, some overtime games and games maybe they let lead go. But for the most part, 
they're playing really well. I think they're trending upward. The defensive side is a little bit of a concern, but you also have to kind of consider, you know, they're kind of putting Yoli back in, getting everything kind of set. Um, heard that Gavin Baxter actually practiced yesterday. That could be maybe something interesting um, if they decide to maybe, you know, if Gavin's ready to go and wants to go. Another, you know, great athlete and sensational player they could throw in there. So um, I don't. it doesn't worry me as much. I also believe that league is a little bit different because um, everybody knows everything. You know, everybody spends so much time uh, scouting everybody and, so it just kind of ends up, you throw the books out and just do your best to try to win the game. Tim, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Hey, PK? Yeah? What's your uh, what's your concert of choice that's sitting out there this summer? What do we got to look forward to? Oh, let's see. I'm going over to Denver to see Chesney Old Dominion and Florida Georgia Line. Fine. Like, I'm talking here, though. Like, what do I have to look forward to if I don't have enough money to travel like you? Nice. You know, maybe I can go bum a lawn seat or something. What's good at USANA? <laughs> uh, let's see. Chesney's showing up uh, in uh, actually two days before Denver, so I'll hit that and then head over, okay. to, head over to Denver. Uh, Zach Brown's coming to the Maverick Center in uh, next month, I think. Yeah, uh, and then I knew you. I knew you'd be on it. And I'm gonna the, put a bug in your ear. The Party Hounds are playing in Provo, Utah, this summer. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 and be there. Okay. Two drink it's, minimum. Uh, rumor, <laughs> rumor has it one of the uh, one of their members from Utah is turning fifty this year. So oh, we're gonna do it right. Okay, yeah. Well, let me know. I'd like you to come, too, if you can. So we'll, we'll put it all together here. I get my concert budget set for Post Malone, March 19. Well, this one, I'll go ahead and comp you here. Oh, okay. We'll Sweet. You. Sweet. And it comes, with a free, it comes with a free face tattoo, so you'll fit right in. <laughs> nice. Another one for me, huh? All right, guys. Makeup covers the first yep. one. All right. Thank you, That's Tim. Right. See ya. Tim LeCombe, join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.